Howdy everybody out there, this is Big Beefin. This is JP and I am one third of that Big Beefin show. This is Aaron Rollins. What you doing boy? <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you're podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Yogi Bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. So That's bullshit. That's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck, you never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass, then don't walk. There you go. See? That is... Uh, they canceled because of rain. Oh. We ended up taking the day off anyways? Yeah. Did you say, fuck it, we'll do it live? Uh, I'd be dead if I did that. Don't write it, and we'll do it live. <laughs> For everybody under trying to figure out what the fuck we're talking about... Um, Aaron was going to go jump out of a perfectly operational airplane this e this afternoon. Why are you so aggressive, man? <laughs> we just got the podcast started. Changed up like three f bombs already. <laughs> yeah, you stressful days. Hell, why don't you get Dad on the, the Why don't you get Dad on the podcast? I know he's there. <laughs> First of all, he's downstairs. That's not. I mean, you act like that's a huge obstacle to overcome. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't know if he's all about getting on here. He would be if uh, if I was on it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, whatever. You just don't want to do it. That's all you gotta say, man. It's just I don't want to. Just say that. <laughs> well, were you? Uh, so, what are you gonna? When are you gonna make up the jump? Probably in June. It's still free. Oh, so they bumped it back another month, huh? Well, um, a friend of mine wants to go with me, and that's the only time that works for him because he's gonna got a lot going on this month. Did they say uh, how high up they'd be taking y'all? No, but I've heard it's like 30,000 feet. Yeah, uh, my buddy Josh... Him and his wife did it. They, they, they jumped. Who jumped? Uh, my buddy Josh and his wife, Whitney. Who's Josh? Uh, uh, he goes by Red. You know him. He was at my wedding. <laughs> remember? Remember, Matt, man? Yeah, I remember. I knew you were going to say that shit. <laughs> He hates it. He hates it when we say that shit, too. Well, it's like the other day when you called him up, you were like, uh, and I was like, hey, Matt, or one time he was on the podcast, I was like, oh, hey, uh, Matt, you remember this story? And he's like, how could I ever forget? Aaron brings it up every single fucking time I talk to him. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, yeah. I immediately responded, well, Shane brings it up every time we talk about you. <laughs> Never going get, to get away. Never. Never, ever. Um, Never, ever, like Daniel would say it. What do you think What that little puppet thing Daniel did where his, John's puppet son was talking about his dick? I haven't seen that one yet. And he was saying, uh, well, it starts off where the dad's talking to him about something, and he's like, Dad, you got ED or some shit like that. And then... <laughs> The puppet, uh, the puppet gets on the internet. And he's looking at Google, and he was like, "The internet doctors, I'm trying to find a way to make my dad's dick hard again, or some shit like that." And Daniel was trying not to laugh so fucking hard. Like I don't know how often he had to edit it or whatever, but he had to cut the damn thing off because he was about to bust out laughing. No, he don't edit that shit, man. Daniel does it by the fucking skin uh, of his teeth, or what do you call it? He flies off the cuff. Off the yeah. cuff. With the milk yeah, it's all, it's all improvised. You know, I asked him, I was like, do you ever come up with a script for that shit? He's like, hell no. <laughs> yeah, I guess he just sits down and just talks about shit John's doing and just makes fun of it. Yeah, John's come up with the first funny thing he can think of, and that's usually his penis. <laughs> well, it was kind of a running gag for the little while because John kept talking about, he kept inadvertently would bring up the subject of ED. Like, guys, it's not a laughing matter. Get it checked. Like, he was always fucking bringing it up. And I was like, why the fuck does he talk about this shit so damn much? Like, 
John, you're not one to be talking about any sort of public health announcement with, you know, your morbidly obese ass. <laughs> Damn. I don't know if he's still in that category. I think he lost a lot of weight after he got COVID. Yeah, he said 20-something pounds, so who knows? Yeah, old John. I guess I, I can't really talk. We weigh about the same. Oh. Big beefing? No, not that bad. Not that beefing? So, um... My blood work was done a couple weeks ago. It was all right. What did I say? That it was all right. What did I just say? <laughs> they, like, they say anything to watch for, anything to look at? No, no. Uh, sugars were fine. Cholesterol's fine. Uh, kidney Perfect. function was okay. Did you tell them that you smoke? Uh, excuse me. Uh, no, I didn't tell them that. Well, they probably would have said something about that. Probably. But they didn't. So anything uh, crazy been happening down there at the old VA in Temple? Uh, yeah. Um, we had this patient come in who's a Marine, and he was just being so rude, just saying fly-ass stuff to everybody, calling everybody names. He called me a punk. He called me a stupid motherfucker. He called me all kinds of stuff. He had broken a bone in his heel, and... You know, obviously his, his foot's jacked up and he's in pain, but, you know, he's, he's hollering and cursing as soon as he gets in. And he, he, the, the real problem was, is like, I get it. You're hurting. You know, you, you don't really control your responses all that well. And you, you might lash out a little bit because you're in pain. People do that when you're in pain. But his was aggravated because he was trying to talk down to people like we weren't as much as a badass as him. It was like, I was, I'm a Marine. I've been deployed. I've been shot. I've been blown up and all this other trash. And we come to find out from one of the clinical workers who can look at his record that he did less than two years in the reserves. And he, he never, never, he never, he never, he never went anywhere. Oh, so he didn't get called up or nothing? No, uh, no he, he, you, you don't, there is no contract where you do reserve or active duty for less than two years. There's nothing. That's, that barely even covers your uh, boot camp and school. That's like half your time right there if you're doing a less than two year contract. Uh, or let's, or let me go back. That's like six months, you know, for school and boot camp. And, and if you're a Marine, it depends on what school you go to. You might be in school for a lot longer. So, uh, and, and so what we, what we came to a, a conclusion was that he was some BS role in the military, like cook or, well, don't let me talk down about other rates, but he wasn't a high speed rate like, uh, special operations or infantrymen or uh, scout or parachute jumper. He was, he was a garrison Marine. He was probably supply or uh, logistics or, you know, a mechanic or something like that. He wasn't out there, you know, carrying body armor with a rifle going down range. So he was talking all bad and stuff because he didn't want people to really know that he just uh, sat in the base the whole time and probably didn't even do that because he got sipped out, you know, he was a reservist. So, it's not like you're active duty going into work every day and training. You're held in a, you know, your civilian part of your life. And then you go to training one weekend a month at a facility in the States. So he wasn't going over to Kuwait even. I mean, even Kuwait's not even really considered a real deployment. It's considered, you know, a post quote unquote. And um, he's acting all Billy badass and he's just talking shit to everybody. I mean, we had a nurse there that was an infantry Marine. He's like, hey, man, I, I know you're having a rough time. I'm a Marine, too, and I just want you to know we're here for you. He's like, you, you, I was a Marine way before you were. You, you, you don't mean shit. What was your MOS, huh? Huh? And then, anyway, <laughs> he's in our hospital, and the EMS is dropping him off, and he's cursing and hollering. And I'm um, trying to, to get him packaged up the way that we package our patients, you know, hooked up to everything. And I was like, oh, so you're a Marine. Yeah, I was a corpsman. I was assigned to a Marine Corps battalion. He said, corpsman ain't shit. He immediately said that. <laughs> I said, excuse me? You're the only Marine I've ever met that has that kind of attitude. Even Marines I've met that didn't really like their corpsman still gave corpsman props. And he's immediately, as soon as I say, oh, I was a corpsman, I was with Marines. Corpsman ain't shit. Only time you guys get calls is when you get fucking blown up. But yeah, I'm out there with you when you get blown up. I'm not an EMS truck that takes 30 minutes to get there. I'm right there. I'm there when it happened. So anyway, 
he eventually got into a room and then he left because we weren't seeing him the way that he wanted and we weren't treating him the way that he wanted. And he came back and uh, he gets a room. I didn't even know he was in there, but he hits his emergency call button and I go in and I'm like, hey, well, I'm glad you're back. Uh, what can I do for you? He's like, can you take care of my foot? And I was like, well, I, I don't really know what's going on. I can check because, you know, I'm not your nurse and I'm not your doctor, but I can see what's what's going on with your situation. And he's like, well, God damn, why don't I just leave? And I said, you can leave. You don't have to stay. He's like, well, you, why do you say stupid shit like that? I was like, because it's the truth. You can leave. That is your right as a patient. You don't have to stay here and wait. He's like, stupid motherfucker. You don't have to be a punk about it. I said, oh my God, there's just no winning with this guy, you know? And I said, look, man, none of us has talked to you this way. You've been talking crap to everybody that you've interacted with. I'm not disrespecting you. I'm not calling you any names. And my face was getting red and I was talking louder and louder as I talked to him. And there was somebody walking by that was a corpsman like me. And he knocked on the door. He's like, hey, I'm just coming to get my buddy. <laughs> and I immediately walked out. I was like, I, I don't feel like I was in the wrong, but it was about to get there. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that guy sounds like wouldn't matter what the fuck you were going to say. He was going to say that stupid shit. Well, when I told him that nobody has talked to you the way that you're talking to us, he got quiet. And, and you can't argue with that. None, none of us talked to him that way. Not even the cops. And then the cops get real rude over the, the, the VA police here. They're just mad disrespectful. But uh, the, the rest of the staff, you know, from the point he got there to the point he decided to leave and come back, nobody gave him any grief. But he just didn't like the fact that we were saying, you can leave. You don't have to stay here. You can go at any time. And it just bothered him. But it's it's true. If, if you come in and you don't like the way things are going, you can go. You don't have to stay unless there's a court order or the uh, doctor places you under a psychiatric hold. Those are the only two conditions where you have to stay in the hospital. A doctor determines that you're a danger to yourself and others. He keeps you there or the court has an, uh, what's called an EDO and then you have to stay and we have to keep an eye on you until you transfer somewhere else. So, you know, in his situation, I don't know why he decided to, to lash out at us like that. I mean, that's the first time I ever saw him. But it was funny because that corpsman that I was working with, he's like, you know what? I bet his MOS was something, you know, garrison, not not infantry, not not downrange, not a deployable MOS. He's, he was probably something like supply or water dog or some crap. And it turns out that was true. <laughs> so there's, yeah. a, there's a pattern that gets associated with some of these entitled veterans that think that they're, you know, the God's gift to earth. And, and uh, I'm not don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say every veteran that comes through there is that way. But he definitely fits that that uh, pattern, that description of somebody that, you know, didn't have a, a very reputable career, didn't even really have a career at all. But yet he wants to act like he's harder than anybody else up in there. We've got a, a, uh, an ICT, which is my job. Uh, we got an ICT who was an army flight medic who's been to Africa, uh, Southeast Asia, parts of Europe. Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, he's been all over the map. He's I, I keep calling him the most interesting man in Temple because of all the, the stories he has about all the stuff he's done. And I'm telling you, that Marine cannot hold a candle to that guy and all the stuff that he's done with his career. He was a 20 year army medic. So, you know, I, I hear stuff like that. And it's just like a slap in the face. You want to act this way. And we're just trying to, to get you back to 100 percent. You know, you broke a bone. We can fix that. Let us work on it. Well, do you uh, do you interact with the the doctors there a lot? Uh, not a lot. Um, I'm in okay with Dr. Campbell. He's a good guy. Um, Thank you. He's in his 60s. He's kind of like a don't give a fuck type. Um, he grows his beard and hair out like gnarly, and uh, his pants are always hanging out where his ass cracks showing, and he'll be sitting in the uh the chair at his computer desk working on his patient notes and he'll be lean so far back he literally has to stretch his arms out to type on the computer it's pretty funny you go back and you're watching him and it's like how is that comfortable <laughs> look like you're about to <laughs> throw your back out or something but anyway um him and then there's another doctor who is a uh, army um officer i think uh he was teaching me about sutures and stuff and how to do them more effectively and that was really cool um we had this one pa there no a nurse practitioner uh just it's not that we're not okay it's just that every time that he's around and i'm working with him i'm doing something wrong <laughs> that's the only interactions we have is when I'm, I'm making a mistake so uh the charge nurse 
tells me to take a patient in bed two up to the second floor. And so I'm going to get him and he stops me. He's like, hey, I think you, you got the wrong guy. Like, what are you talking about? I just got told to uh, bed two to 2K. And he said, no, I, I, I don't have anything on my computer that says he needs to go. So I, I think you're in the wrong place. So I was like, no, no. <laughs> and it turns out it was bed three to the third floor. Uh, this is embarrassing. You don't, you don't take a little notepad? You don't write shit down? Well, n- no, I didn't get it wrong. You know, like three other people said, yeah, you're supposed to take the second patient to or bed two to the second floor. It's like, that's what you heard? Because I heard that, too. <laughs> well, you know how it is. People don't be paying attention to this shit. Yeah, well, she she was the charge nurse and she had a lot going on. So, you know, she got confused. But it's <laughs> it just made me look stupid in front of this guy for like the third time. It's like, I don't I don't need help with that, man. <laughs> I need to try to improve, you know, <laughs> my standing with him. <laughs> Not make him think that I'm a stupid ass all the time. <laughs> she didn't. Uh, she didn't say nothing to you about the mistake. She said, "Oh, uh, it's three to three k." Is that what I said? It's like, no, you said two to two k, and I, I just blew it off. I mean, what can you do? You can't do nothing about it. It's already been done. I'm not going to change his mind just because I go tell him. It's like, oh, she told me this, but it was really that. That's, that's not going to change anything. <laughs> the impression's already been made. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're fitting in real nicely down there at the VA. Yeah, there's a couple of people I get along with pretty good. Um, we're losing people uh, pretty uh, steadily, for lack of a better term. Um, we just lost one a couple of weeks ago. There's another one leaving in two weeks. And then there's one more who's trying to leave. He's the corpsman that I that I messed, kind of messed up with. Um, he's He's been trying to get out for like two years now. Uh, and... A couple of the nurses went out too, so I I don't know how it's going to look in the next year. Why are people wanting to quit? Well, uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of the patients. The patients can be real nasty to you, but it's also kind of the management. Um, you get told one thing and something else happens. Um, that flight medic I was telling you about, um, he got into it with one of the nurses there, and it apparently it wasn't the first time. There's a disagreement. It was these two guys. Um, the the ICT and the nurse just weren't getting along because the uh, ICT's uh, in the room with the patient and the nurse is there, and he's trying to hand him off all these duties for the patients, like uh, this, 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 and this. And he said, "Oh, wait, wait, wait! I can I can take care of these things if you'll just help me out and do the rest." He's like, "No, no, no! I need you to do all of these." So he's like, no, no, "Come on, man! No way! Help me out! Let's do it together! Let's get all of this done and we can be done like that." And the guy's like, no, 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 you need to do what I told you. He's like, I got other stuff to do. And he's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Help me do this now. We'll be done in 10 minutes. You can move on to the next thing. And they just had a really heated discussion that he ended up, like, they were cursing at each other. He had to step away. And, you know, that's, that's a, kind of a common thing is that well, we'll, the nurses and the other staff just, they don't really mesh for some reason or another. Um, there's, there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say gossip, but just people talking down about other nurses that are on deck. You know, it's, it's hard to hear. Sometimes it's hard to hear. Uh, we got a PA who's uh, Ukrainian and I, I want to say nobody likes her. I, I don't have a problem with her. She's never done anything wrong by me, but some the other doctors, they get into it with her and the nurses that, you know, they just kind of blow her off. And I'm like, ah, gosh, How does she look? huh? How does she look? She's an older lady. She's like in her fifties. She was an army officer too. But would you, uh, you know, would you do the deal? No, <laughs> no, 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 not, not even that, close. That, that, that accent, that Ukrainian accent. Well, no, nah, man, she's like a grandma. I, I wouldn't, what, uh, I wouldn't even think of it. <laughs> is there, is there anybody up there you want to do the deal with? No, no, there's no one that I think of in that way. Um, no, no. I mean, there, there's attractive girls, but the, uh, their attitudes suck. <laughs> well, what do they say to you? Well, it's not what they say to me. It's what they say to each other or how they talk about the patients. Sometimes it's awful. Sometimes it's awful the way they talk about the patients. And I I um, I had sent something to my my nurse leader who's not exactly management, but he's um, part of the management team. So he works with the management, especially he's kind of like the champion for the ICT program, which is what I'm in. 
um, I made sure to, to take some notes over my last three months and send it to him talking about the, the onboarding process, the orientation process and the atmosphere of what I'm working in and how things are on a day to day basis. And he said then you know, he appreciated me and gave me kudos in our messaging system to show his appreciation. We, we worked on um, a new website for the ICTs to interact with, to upload like documents and videos and such for educational purposes, professional purposes. So that's kind of neat uh, to be a part of that because it's it's going to grow into something bigger, right? So, but, um, you know, I, I made sure that I mentioned that uh, the way that people talk about each other in the workplace is kind of hard to hear and the way they talk about patients. And I made sure to, to document on there. It's like, I hope people don't talk about me like this when I'm not around because I get the feeling that everybody gets it everybody even the new guy and it's 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 tough to listen to because you, what it feels like to me is that these these people are making the patient care about them when it's not about us it's about the patient so you're a narc i didn't listen to any names so no <laughs> i bet they do talk shit oh there's a lot of shit talking i mean if if somebody that's been there for you know five six years and they're dragging on that person me being there for like two three months yeah they're they're bagging on me too so what uh what have you been doing in your spare time son well i got moved over to a, a different room it's more like an apartment like an efficiency apartment have um, you been there for so damn long well three months it's not that long damn it's been three months <laughs> so uh, you know, when I first got here and I told everybody where I was living, they're like, they're all, they, <laughs> they're all giving me grief about where this place is, you know, the bed bug problem, the homeless problem, the drug problem, the prostitution problem. There's all these problems that are affiliated with this place. And I'm like, I should have just went with the first place. I don't know why I came here. <laughs> but you ain't had no issues, huh? Well, granted, that, that other place, you know, was was like a mile or something away. So it would have taken me probably like 20, 30 minutes to walk here. But I wouldn't have I wouldn't have cared if I didn't have to worry about homeless people sleeping outside or, you know, knocking on the door saying, who lives here now? <laughs> people are doing That's that really shit last week. To your new place, the place you're at now? Yeah, this, this room I'm in, somebody was beating on the doors like, hey, I'm looking for this guy. Where's he at? It's like, he don't live here, man. I live here. I know he lives here. Where is he? He says, He's not here, man. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> and I don't know you. You got to go. Somebody was looking for that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty common. Um, I told y'all. I don't know if I told y'all. I was doing my laundry um, about um, three weeks ago, maybe a little longer. And I'm standing outside on my phone texting. Uh, and my laundry's in the building inside, and I step outside, and I see a car pull up, and he's just kind of sitting there, but he's staring me down hard, just mugging the shit out of me, and I'm like, uh, I don't know who you are, but I really wish you would stop looking at me like that, and then I see some white guy in, you know, sweatpants and a freaking t-shirt come pulling his pants, holding his pants up, run up to the car, and he's got something in his pocket, and I turn around and start looking around. I was like, is anybody else seeing this? And I look back and I see that guy reach into the window, turn around and leave. And I'm like, fuck, I know what that was. I know exactly what just happened. <laughs> Damn, son. It, it took less than like, a, you know, two or three minutes for the whole, from the time he got there to the time the guy walked away and he pulled off. So less well, than two or three yeah. minutes. The police probably watch that place. It's just whenever they decide to go and do something, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, have you been able to get you any uh, personal effects? Any any uh, property? Have you been able to build up anything? Uh, this place comes furnished. Um, I pretty much just have all the stuff that I. Well, there's a few things that I still have down in Corpus, but I've got, um, you know, my clothes. Uh, you got a fancy respirator mask. Let me get it. You got a TV. It comes with a TV. What about? So, what do you watch? Well, Law and Order's on right now. Oh, that's I wasn't going to get on the show. I was just going to watch this, but I've seen this one. So you were like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck, uh, fuck, Big Beef," and I want to watch fucking Law and Order, the riveting episode. Well, work anyway, man. Was that for painting? No, man. It's what we wear when we have COVID patients. Oh shit! Does it actually work? Well, I haven't gotten sick yet, so. Yeah, I guess John went and got the uh, COVID vaccine finally. Well, okay. So, Josh 
Dave, can you hear me okay? Yeah, is that thing sealed? Yeah. It don't look sealed. Yeah, you just you put your hand over this part right here. This is where the air comes out. And you blow. And you don't it feel any it, air coming up. It, it don't look sealed. It looks like there's air right in between your cheek. Right here. Right nope. here. That's it. That's like it pushing on, it's pushing on my cheek. It's pushing on. It's pushing. <laughs> looks like you're getting air. For all those that are fucking watching, Aaron's got this damn... Uh, the mask like the fucking painters use when they're fucking painting shit. It's got, uh, it's got filters on the side. Um, they supply this to you so you don't have to pay for it. That's kind of nice. They've got all kinds of equipment up there, man, but I don't, I, I don't really don't use that other stuff. I just use this because it's really all you need. But uh, anyway, that's enough of this shit. This shit's not very comfortable to wear. Um, oh, yeah, and it's made by 3M. Same people that made those shitty earplugs, uh, which I, I signed up for that class action lawsuit against them. I'll probably only get like 50, 60 bucks because there's so many involved, but well, uh, at least I signed up for something. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, we got all kinds of stuff there that, that we can use other than this. But Josh shared a, a document, not a document, a website with me that was pretty compelling evidence to not get the vaccine because uh, these these journalists collected all this information um, about a lawsuit that's going on right now. These lawyers and medical professionals are, are trying to sue uh, several organizations, including the WHO, the World Health Organization, because uh, they're, su they're suing on based on crimes against humanity because uh, the vaccine didn't fit the description as qualified gene therapy. And uh -huh. it, it, what? Who? Yeah, that, that organization. Are you asking me who or are you just saying who? Who? <laughs> just just shouting who at me? That's why I think you're fucking out. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I read that and I was like, this is actually, this ain't no, you know, conspiracy theorist shit no more. This is. Well, this anytime, is anytime you do something that's going to be, uh, you know, a big overarching thing where, where it doesn't go through the problem, there's somebody's going to sue. Like, that's just how it is. People are going to fucking sue. It don't matter. Well, it's it's a huge amount, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to to stop the push for certain medications, like especially Pfizer. Um, the the statistics that are behind it are, are kind of um, lacking, to say the least. Just the, the way that they've defined it and the articles that it violates um, because of its lack of potency um, and what Josh seems to think and you know, there's there's a crumb of credibility to it. Uh, is that they're they're trying to get vaccines to these people uh, and get them under the impression that they're protected when they're not so that they can keep working and keep the virus, you know, going instead of actually, you know, building up tolerance to it, which I mean, I, I can't say that it's not accurate anymore because of that document that I saw that that listed categorically where the vaccine falls short. And, uh, you know, I mean, that, that stuff that happened with Israel and. Um, I mean, th these these lawsuits are coming from professionals from the UK and from the US. So there's collaboration there. And it's like, this is pretty big. Well, you know? there's no question that with, you know, like this, just this flu season, the doctors are saying there's virtually there's been no flu because people are wearing masks and washing their hands. So you're you're limiting your exposure to diseases. So, yes, that makes sense that you're going to weaken your immune system because you're not fighting anything like that's just. How it works the immune system you have to be exposed and i mean there's a certain level like you can't be overexposed because you'll fucking die but there's a certain balance that you've got to have some exposure um but the thing is is that i you know okay so the fucked up thing is that the virus comes from a lab in china that we fucking paid for that americans paid for that fucking lab and it's doing research on coronavirus and it fucking leaks out and then now everybody's got to get a goddamn vaccine. Um, I don't know. It's not even been approved by the FDA yet. It's emergency use only. So that's been my whole big thing. Like why it's been out for uh, over a year now, almost two. Um, why, why can't we, uh, and the technology has been around for, for a long time. Why hasn't the FDA approved it yet? What are they waiting for? Sounds like a 
<laughs> Sounds like you're watching Law and Order. Like you don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know how the shit's gonna go, man. They're gonna they have the, the police and the way they fucking do investigations in that show is ridiculous. The cops show up to the work site and there's like, when's the last time you seen Johnny? And he's like, Oh yeah, I saw Johnny just the other day. He was down by the corner. It's like Motherfucker, if the cops show up to your work and start asking you questions, people get nervous and shit. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, I, why, why are you asking me these questions? Like, uh, why, why do you want to know this info? Like, you're not all going to keep just going about your day working. They they had one dude piss himself in the interrogation room, man. Okay, so if they're taking them back to, if they take them back downtown, that's more accurate. But it's when those guys, they're like, you know, they're at their work and they're like checking their receipts or looking on the computer and they're like, oh, yeah, I saw Timmy the other day. He's here all the time. Like, come on, man. It's not fucking how it happens. Would you, would you like see one episode because you keep using the same situation over and over again? <laughs> That's what happens over and over again. I'm fucking telling you how the shit goes down. If you saw the same episode, then yeah, you would draw that conclusion. But I've seen, you know, fucking 10 seasons of this show. It's not always Pops like that. a little cup of coffee, you know, nope. and they go walking, they go looking around, they go door to door, knocking on people's doors. We've got a few questions for you. They show their badge. Nope. None of that's happened in this episode. Every fucking episode. Damn it. <laughs> Not Are you this watching SVU? Right is it SVU or is it the original Law and Order? It's the original Law and Order. <laughs> so which cop is it? Uh, Jerry Orbach and Benjamin Pratt. Okay, so the uh, the uh, Mexican guy. I don't know if he's Mexican. I thought he was Puerto Rican. Whatever. You know what the fuck I meant. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> So, you know, they're wearing their little suits. They go around, they ask some fucking questions. And then the DA's got to prove it, but there's always some little fucking exception or some fucking thing nobody thought about. And then by the end, lo and behold, it all fucking happened. So there you go. Shit, yeah. (laughs) There was an an episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Have you seen that show, right? The guy who made Seinfeld, Larry David? What's it called? Curb Your Enthusiasm. Comes on uh, HBO. Huh? What about it? It's just it's just Larry David talking about his life. That's all it is. I mean, it's he's acting out his life. Why would I want to watch that? Well, he's basically he's like real life George Costanza. That's basically who Larry David is. But it's and not George. Listen to the fucking story. No, he. God damn it! Listen. So. <laughs> he, so uh, resident your employees this way. Shit. He was talking to uh. Fuck. And he was talking to somebody, and he was like, you know what that story needed? He's like, that story was almost good. <laughs> he said, almost good. He said, but you know what it was missing? You needed a lo and behold. You add it at the end of it. Lo and behold, and this happens. And I was like, yeah, that actually actually helps your story. If you put a lo and behold in there, it fucking <laughs> makes it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, John got into a little trouble with Daniel recently because, uh, you know, CC's. Uh, so John's wife is really tight with her family. They're like really, really close. Like big family, old school Catholic. Like yeah. every event, always get like kind of like how it was for us growing up. But like if their grandma, you know, if, if our grandma had lasted another ten or fifteen years, kind of like that. Um. Anyways, she, uh, their grandma passed away last year because of the pandemic and all that, and nobody could really see her. And um, what killed her? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know what it was. I really don't know. I don't remember. It made it sound like the way you said that that she died from COVID, but I don't know if it was COVID related or not. I really don't know. But um, anyways, they showed pictures of the kids at the grandma's. Um, they went to, to the graveside to pay their respects. And the kids were crying. The photo they took is like the kids are looking at the headstone crying. But you also see there was a fucking balloon. And they let that balloon go. And the kids weren't crying because they were mourning for their grandma. They were crying because they wanted that damn balloon. And Daniel was getting on John's ass about it. (laughs) He's like, look at that bullshit. That's fake news, boy. Like, just getting on his ass. And John was like, you know, what could he say? Like, you know, it's... you got busted, man. What do you want? <laughs> that's that's fucking tasteless. Oh, damn, John. <laughs> well, that's what Daniel was saying. He was like, how, how could you? You know? Well, you know, 
I, I think that I can appreciate the fact that you're trying to show that this person's life was important and these kids are sad that she's gone, but that's not what really happened. You no. can't try to deceive people like that, man. <laughs> well, it's like Roger, Roger wouldn't understand unless he saw it happen in front of him. Roger wouldn't understand if somebody was gone. Like, he doesn't know where the dogs went that used to be here. He doesn't know anything about that or the rabbit. Um, he doesn't well, freaking know. Dude, that's fucking deep. He doesn't know where the dogs went. They went to the fucking furnace. <laughs> well, he doesn't know. You know, it's not something he thinks about. So it's the same principle. Shit. You know, well, no, it's not because human connections are infinitely deeper than animal to human connection. <laughs> uh, you say that, but these fuckers up here, man, I know some people that, that they want. Like, I, I'll give you an example. I was, and I probably talked about this on the podcast before, but I'll go through it again. I was reviewing this case file of this guy, and he had gotten into a big fight with his with his uh, girlfriend. And this is the kind of fight where your shit gets thrown at your fucking apartment and just throwing the shit out. Get the fuck out. And they're going at each other with knives and shit. And uh, she throws all of his shit out, two-story apartment, throws it down on the fucking curb. So he's pissed about it, right? He goes back upstairs, and, you know, you bitch threw my shit on the curb. And they're arguing and shit. So he slaps her, pushes her. And um, so then he leaves. And she grabs more of a shit and just dumps it down on the, on the curb. So he goes back upstairs, walks into the house, grabs the guinea pig, their fucking pet guinea pig, and throws it out the goddamn window. Clearly the guinea, guinea pig's dead. It was two stories up. So he gets charged two years for beating her. He gets charged five years for throwing that fucking guinea pig out the damn window. For animal cruelty, I imagine. Yeah. It was just a little gerbil. He just threw it out the fucking window. Yeah, but he killed that damn thing. Dude, gerbils will die from anything. They'll die because they sneeze too hard. They'll die from a heart attack when they get scared. They'll run themselves to death in their wheel. And they'll die from right. anything. Okay, so the other day, we, so these fucking birds set up a goddamn nest on my ceiling fan out on my patio. And <laughs> the, by the time I noticed it, it was too late. Like, I, it's like I can't do nothing. Like, the eggs are going to fucking hatch if I get rid of it now. You know, and the last time we had a bird nest... I didn't do anything, and a big wind, like this time of year, like right now, a big fucking wind came and knocked that fucking bird nest over and killed all the damn little birds. And I was like, no, maybe these birds will make it this time. Well, so the bird nest and the little birds Lo came and behold. Huh? <laughs> what? Lo and behold. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It works, damn it. Next time you're telling the story, put that shit on there. People will be like, yeah, that's interesting. Um Anyways, the fucking uh, the bird, little birds came. Well, the other day, uh, <laughs> the little birds hatched and they were taking flight, so they were kind of jumping around the backyard. Well, dad opened the fucking door up, and Ruby ran out there and ate all them little birds just like that. It was over in like 15 seconds, gone, ate them all. So it's like, is that animal cruelty? I think that's just fucking nature, like, that's just how that shit goes, yeah, but. You didn't physically take them out of the fucking bird's nest and say, here, you little bastards, and threw them in the ground. <laughs> and you remember that old bastard that lived behind Grandma's house that ran that fucking pigeon coup? He had all them yeah, fucking... Yeah, yeah. What was, what was his name? He, what, you uh, remember his name? Uh, it was Roy or Elroy. It was Elroy. It was either Elroy. I remember he went by Roy, right? Yeah, and uh, fucker, I, I, I don't know what you're doing with pigeons in Corsicana, but he had a shit ton of pigeons. I remember Roy, I walked in there and looked at him. Population. He tripled huh? the pigeon population in that town with his fucking pigeon coo. Yeah, shit ton of pigeons back there. Well, anyways, I go back there one day to look at these pigeons fucking. The I, I go out there one day to look at these pigeons. He's walking me around, showing me the coo and shit. And he just grabs one of them, just breaks its neck, throws it off to the side. Something was wrong with it. Just broke something his neck. Right what? What? Like. Something was, it was, it had a disease or something like, I don't know. He just fucking killed it and just threw it off to the side. So how's that, how, you know, I mean, I guess he wasn't angry. He wasn't pissed at the little bird, but the animal had to die. I think people are starting to blur the line between, you know, it used to be pets were chattel, they were property, but people don't think of these fucking pets that way. Like I, I got a friend at work um, and she was saying that, oh, they're kind of weird about their dogs. They don't let their dogs on the furniture. And I'm thinking, well, the dogs aren't supposed to be on the fucking furniture. Like that's just not that's not how it's supposed to be. Like you They're hurting animals, yeah. I mean, you've made the choice to you're letting your dog on the furniture, but that's not supposed to be the default. And she was acting like it was. 
And yeah, it's it's the utility versus companionship. Is your pet a, a, a utility pet or is it a companion pet? If it's no, a companion pet, you let it on the furniture. It sleeps in the house with you. You take it on walks. You play with it. You 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 know introduce it to other animals. Socialize it. If it's a if it's a utility pet, it guards your property. It sleeps outside. You cut its hair maybe once a month. You bathe it every once in a while. It takes care of itself really. Yeah. They runs off coyotes and other other types of animals that are a threat to your property. You know, I've known people with with uh, ranch dogs uh, oh. or farm dogs, and those those aren't companions. Those are those are useful tools. Right. And they'll be they'll look rough as fuck. Their hair will be all matted and thick and overgrown, and you know they're in good shape because you know they're still eating good and being active, running around. But they're they're not your friends. They don't they don't want you to come up and pet and rub on them. They don't care. <laughs> dad, dad said something fucking crazy about dogs the other day he was like you know just comes out comes in the room out of nowhere like we're just minding our own business and he walks in and he's like yeah you know these dogs come from people walking over the hills and they brought them as food to eat and i was like okay i i think it was more like from the documentaries that i've seen it was humans were out hunting and wolves were out hunting and it's like hey these guys are pretty good at it. Maybe we could join up with them. And we kind of started working together. Like, and then before we knew it, they became our pets because we're smarter than they are. But it started as a hunting thing. Like yeah, we were- I, I can see that, that they, they found that, you know, they could have more success using animals to help yeah. them hunt. It goes back to the utility assessment I just made. Right. And, well, they know, were using, they were using, I've watched this documentary on dogs. They were using the wolves they're using their tactics, the way the wolves would bring in the animals with the humans would watch them. And so that they would time it right. Well, as the humans were around there, they could help out and they'd throw a bone to the wolves, you know, before you know it. Now you got fucking dogs, you know. Uh, and then you got all these damn breeds and they breed fast and you can get generations of them. But yeah, man, there's people that, like I was talking to, I was talking to one of my bosses, this is years ago. And he was saying, yeah. Yeah. Anytime I see those commercials on TV with the, the sad puppy dogs, I, I got to turn the channel because I get sad. And I was like, yeah, I get that way about the little starving kids down there in uh, Africa and South America. And he's like, no, don't, no, don't, come on, man. You don't give a fuck. Don't act like you care. <laughs> he, said, uh, he said, no, I, I don't really care about those kids. It's just the dogs. I was like, well, damn. Cold-blooded. You don't care about the kids either, dude. You're just saying that to, to show that you... <laughs> But I, I get your point. Uh, the you know I think the starving children are a little bit more important than the starving animals. But you also have to look at it in the, in the respect that he's thinking of. Those animals didn't ask for that. They didn't ask to be in that life. You know, if if you go back a, a few thousand years, animals were capable of taking care of themselves, and you didn't have to worry about homeless pets that are stranded in the street, living off of trash, and you know getting taken to kill shelters and shit. Um, we created that problem. You still don't have to worry about them. Let them let them be. Let them do their own fucking thing. Who cares? But the, but the argument for that is, is that we created that issue by overbreeding and, and dumping animals and not being able to take care of them in their elder years. So we just pass the buck off to somebody else because we don't want to do it anymore ourselves because we can't handle it for one reason or another. You know, they're getting old or their health is declining or we can't get them house trained or any of that kind of crap. So, you know, we pass them off and then what happens then? And, you know, they, they get put out on the street or so on and so forth. But the argument is, is that, you know, when the kids are left out starving and homeless is because the parents could have done better and that's their responsibility. And so you see starving dogs and, and, and animals. It's like, well, nobody can take care of them. Who's going to do that? Well, that's why they, they feel the way they feel. I'm guessing. I mean, I'm just speculating here. Highly speculative. Highly speculative. Say that again. Um, speculative. Highly speculative. Um, <laughs> And you just come into the podcast all aggressive and stuff. Do you have a rough week? What happened? <laughs> Things going good, man. And dad really? saying some random shit. Um, he keeps trying to tell me how to fix my car. It's like, dad, I've had four mechanics look at that damn thing. Not one of them can figure it out. And plus, it's been sitting so long already. There's no, there's really no use in saving it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll save it because it's my car and I got a substantial investment in it, but. I, it's it's useless now. He was on his NA call earlier, and he's walking to the, go to the bathroom. And he shows me the phone. He's like, "Look at this! Look at this! How'd you like look, waking up next to this?" And it's this old black woman, you know. And she looked rough, 
And he's like, Ugh, how would you like me? I was like, Dad, are you muted? And you're putting the fucking camera in my face. I think they can see me. Like, yeah. I don't want people in your fucking group looking at me. Like, <laughs> you dig in your nose. You say you don't want people looking at you, and you dig in your nose on the camera. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, uh, so that's that's kind of strange that he would, you know, he just doesn't have a very good sense of boundaries, from what I from what I can I can tell, and I've never really made that that conclude or come to that realization until recently is that his his boundaries suck. <laughs> it be what it be. Yep, sometimes it be like that. I wonder what so, happened to the uh, what happened to the Pimentels. I guess they uh, guess they checked out tonight. Maybe it's the storm or something. Now, did I tell you uh, one of the patients pissed on me? Like, or when we're talking about pee, like were they standing and a stream of urine it hit you, or was like they're sitting was, still and the urine flows through their pee? In the bed, he just kind of pulled it out and was like pointing it, and it got on my foot. What'd you tell him? Son of a bitch! <laughs> what did he say? To hear me, but he was a patient with dementia. Um, so I'm, I, I stayed over like four hours to sit on him and watch because uh, the staff on the, another floor was shorthanded and they needed somebody to come up and do that. So when you when you sit on somebody, it's usually called a one to one, and it's for mental health purposes. And uh, this person was you know elderly and had dementia, so he needed somebody to kind of watch him, babysit him a little. So I'm up there, and uh, as I'm sitting on him, you know, hours are ticking by. And I hear some old man's voice, and he's a patient that we've had in the emergency department a few times, and his his health is kind of crap. You know, he just lived in a really bad situation. But I I heard his voice, and I was like, hey, and I called one of the or I saw one of the nurses, and I stopped her. And I said, is that patient so and so? And she said, yeah, it is. He's been up here a couple of days. I said, oh yeah, I know him because he's come through the emergency department. As we're talking, um, as we're talking, uh, I don't really know what's hitting my foot. But something's hitting my foot, and I kind of turned. He's the patient had gotten up in his bed and turned. He's pointing his dick right at me, just pissing on me, going, "Ha ha! Did I get you?" <laughs> did you like? Did you do the Matrix and title like Jodge from the urine stream? It was, it was hitting my shoe, and I was like, "Oh, hey!" <laughs> like, was he not even trying to go to the bathroom? So they tried to get him to pee earlier that day, and when he went in the bathroom, he just pissed all over the floor. Well, you got to go. You got to go. Yeah. He's got dementia, man. He doesn't know what's going on. He can't. Yeah. Then he ain't got no family or nothing like that? So as my knowledge, I don't. I can't really say one way or the other. I don't know. When you, uh, when you have to stay like, like that, do they, uh, do they let you take off earlier in the week, or do you just have to eat that? So you you get compensation time to where you can take a day off later. Okay, it's like what you're doing right now. Uh, no, I put in for this day off. Uh, so this is part of my actual leave. The compensation time you earn by staying late or um, coming in on a day off or whatever. So are you still uh, are you still three p to to midnight? Three thirty to midnight. Yeah. Damn. Long ass shift. It's only eight hours, three thirty oh. minutes. Well, what do you do during your lunch? I get thirty minutes. I usually just hang out in the break room, eat something, watch TV. And then when you get home, you just watch TV again. Why are you asking? Why are you breaking down my day like this? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you need like a fucking written agenda at eight in the morning? Wake up and pee. Go back to sleep at eight thirty. Wake up I'm at just twelve. Trying to see what the fuck you been up to? We ain't talked in weeks. I was just trying to see what the fuck you're doing. The same shit I've been doing the last time we talked. Well, what's that? So, are you uh, were you happy that Jamie passed the bar? <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. She she uh, she got her license finally. She got a little bar card. That's uh, but her mood still sucks. She's she's dealing with uh, some personal health problems. Her medication's not exactly correct and. Um, if it's not one thing, it's something else. Uh, but she's not employed right now and she's got that unemployment insurance and it's not even that good. So, you know, I keep trying to coach her into things like you need to do this. You try to try this out, go see this person. And it's, it's just hard for her to do that because you don't know what her insurance will cover or won't. 
Y'all, uh, y'all bicker a lot, right? Not well, not like when we used to when I was living down there. Yeah, because you don't see her no more. <laughs> I don't see her no more. She'll stay for like two weeks at a time, and then she'll go home. And what do y'all do when she's staying there? You just look at her. Uh, she'll she'll stay here while I'm at work, and in the morning she'll just watch TV until I until I go in, or we'll go shopping for groceries or whatever. You know what normal people do, like you and your wife. Y'all don't talk about nothing. Y'all don't do nothing. What do we have to talk about? I mean, there's there's not really a whole lot going on. <laughs> we talk about the stuff we see on TV, and she said some drama with a friend of hers. So we talk about that every once in a while. And is she wanting to? Is she wanting you to pop the question? Yeah, she actually got uh, mad at me like a few weeks ago. It's like I was expecting to be engaged right now. I was like, with what money? I don't have no money. <laughs> I'm, I'm perpetually broke over the last five years. No the, only time I was really, the only time I was really getting ahead when I was making money was when I was working that electric motor job. When you, uh, yeah, but you're making more money now than you, when you, when, when you were doing that. Yeah, but I'm spending like twice as much, if not more so on, on uh, bills and, and other, and other stuff just to, to have a place to live while I go to work. So it's eating up a lot of my, my the money that I'm making. You're saving money on gas. But it's just not that much. I'm not saving that much money because all I ever did was go to work and come home. And I was working 60 to 80 hour weeks anyway. You don't eat oh. out? Do you eat out? Where do you get, what do you eat for your food? Totino's pizza off the fucking box? What is this, man? What is this Inquisition shit that you got to find out about my entire life? What is this? You need to see my damn fridge? I got some uh, some tasty damn fruit drinks in there if you want to see those. No, I don't want a tasty fruit drink. What, That's what uh, I thought. Well, if y'all do get married, remember, it's it's real cheap for to get in, but it's expensive to get out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm pumping the brakes on that. I, I got to get situated myself first, dude. I, I mean, I mean, this this is a living situation that I have, but this is very temporary and tenuous at best. I mean, if any reason they wanted to to kick me out, they could. They kick me out with no problem. You know, the some a new owner's moving in. They're buying the whole place. You all got to go. Um, we're closing the place down for uh, bug treatments or whatever. You got to go somewhere else. Where, where the fuck am I going to go? I don't even have a car. So you know, it's I, I've got to get established. You know, when I was working down there in the corpus area um and i thought that you know i was going to make the thing work with with wellmed that was different but you know then my car broke down and i, I came up here um that that, that changed things I, I i still i gotta get established and even when i had my car my car wasn't you know in enough shape to, to last for very long anyway why the fuck am i even bother talking to you you're not even listening, <laughs> listening to you, damn it is she uh where's she looking for work at oh anywhere anywhere she can get it she just needs a job she's um her her benefits are, are stuck in on her health care because she's on the un unemployment stuff and um she's she's got money jamie's had money for a long time so that's not a problem but it's not going to last forever and it's not going to you know get her where she needs to be so you know i'm i'm trying to to get a car and get, get a house lined up after that and you know what i've got to do is i, I raise my credit score up by like 60 points so that's good raise it up another 60 and i'll be able to apply for like homeowner loans and stuff like that so that's that's the goal and i'm i'm getting there um you know i should be able to buy britney's old car this week the old chevy malibu that she had what's uh what's wrong with that car i don't know what's wrong with it um what makes you want to buy that one yeah they're gonna give me 1500 for it or excuse yeah. me i'm gonna give them 1500 for it Oh, okay. Well, I mean, does it run? Yeah. Uh, how many miles does it have on it? Um, it's over a hundred thousand. Uh, fifteen hundred. Yeah. You don't want you. You don't want nothing else. That's what you want. That's what I have money for right now. Are the uh, tags good on it? I don't know. Mm. So the the stickers are out of date. I don't know. Oh, well, have you looked at it? No, I haven't looked at it. Are you going to drive it around? Uh, I'd probably drive it to like the convenience store, the grocery store, like Walmart. Right. Everything, everything around here is within a five mile radius. So I'll just go there and come back. Are you going to drive it before you buy it? Oh, uh, 
Yeah, probably the this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would highly recommend driving that fucking thing before you buy it. Because I got to go out there and get it, so I'll drive it around before I give them the actual money. Yeah. Well, if that's what you want. You didn't want to look but, around for nothing else? About, what's mostly about need right now. I need a vehicle. There's, I don't know the bus schedule around here. I don't have a bus pass. And I don't even know if the bus would take me everywhere I need to go. You didn't know. Um, you don't want to look and see if there's any other cars out there? Not on the budget I'm on. You didn't look at Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or none of that? No. No. So you're not even going to fucking look? No, there's an opportunity to get this car that would last me for at least a couple of months, and that's what I need. A couple of months? At least a couple of months, and then I'll trade it in. Oh, uh, What are you going to trade it in for? Well, so I got approved for financing for uh, up to like 45000 So there's these Jeep Grand Cherokees. Um, a friend of mine, his wife has one, and she loves it. So you, it's got you a lot of things. What? Are you about to go buy a Jeep? I'm not about to go buy a Jeep. It's just on the, the table. Um, I got approved for financing. Did you hear anything I just said? You got to listen to all the details, man. You just can't like pick shit out of the air and say, what? Did he say that? <laughs> it's not are, you gonna, are you going to go get one? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to go get Brittany's old car. That's what I'm going to do. But you could, you could just come up with $1,200 as a down payment and get the Jeep. Yeah, but I've got to figure out a way to get to the dealership and I've got to pay all those fees that are associated with it and then pay the monthly payment on top of that. I'm, I'm not going to have all that money right away because what I've got to do this week is I've got to pay the, the rent for this room and then um, everything else that I've got to pay for. And so with the check that I'm about to get, what I've got in the bank, buying this car is the most affordable option. What do you need that car for? What did I just say? To, to get around, to go to the grocery store, to go to the convenience store, to, to go places I can't go by walking. But how have you been doing that for the last three months? Jamie. <laughs> Are you just trying to get off of that? Well, it would help. Okay. Well, if that's what you want to do. I need a, I need a vehicle, man. I need a vehicle. I know, but you're not really looking around to see what's out there. You're just going with the first thing. I'm going with a reliable offer from my sister who's who's looking out for me. <laughs> but it's not her car no more. Yeah, all right. So she sold it to uh, her brother-in-law, and they are willing to sell it to me for 1500 bucks. And, and I was like, okay. Do? What are they going to do? What are they going to What? What are they doing? What do you mean, what are they doing? With the money. What the fuck are they going to drive I around? Don't know and I don't care. I just want the car. 1500 seems kind of high. Why don't you talk them down? For, what? It's, it's not an old car. It's not like mine. You got to haggle, boy. What? Haggle. Oh. No, 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 no. No, I'm not going to haggle. If, you know if, it was a, if it was a 2001 Ford Escape with 200,000 miles on it, then I would haggle. But you it's, it's that, not uh, that. That white Chevy I used to have, that white truck, that white Chevy. Yeah. The list price for it when it first posted it, they wanted twenty four hundred, and then they knocked it down to nineteen. When I showed up, I had sixteen hundred dollars. I had the nineteen hundred, but I, I pulled out sixteen hundred, and I was like, "Look, I've got sixteen hundred cash now that I paid for the truck." And he's like, "Well, that's a little bit lower than I wanted to pay." And I was like, "I got the cash now, man, in hand." And he's like, "All right." Took the deal. You might shave a couple hundred bucks off that. Thirteen hundred. The price is just it's negotiable, man. You gotta come down a little bit off that price. Cause look, you gotta go get insurance, you gotta get the tags done. The fucking thing, the check engine light's probably on. Oil change ain't been done. Tires need to redo. Fucking battery's about to die. Like it's not gonna be like just, you know. Get up and go. Yeah, I, I, I know that, man. That's all configured into my money that I've got right now. Well, what did the dealership say when you called them? Well, it, I didn't get financing through a dealership. It's through a, a bank that I use. What would they say? Um, you go to the dealership and tell them that you've got this offer, and they'll work, They'll go from there. And I was like, ah, I don't know about all that. But so well, the we'll, thing with that, 
you know, the thing with that, you still got your insurance. Um, the first year tags are going to be, that's going to be included in the prize, but now you got a monthly payment and you've got to get full coverage insurance. So it's going to be fucking expensive. Yeah. The, the most of the payments that I saw, unless you paid like three or four grand down were, you know, 400 a month or more. Um, there, there weren't any offers there to pay like, 1500 or 1800 so yeah. i'd have to wait another month before i could get a car but you know if you if you waited a couple more months and saved that up you could find you a decent car that's all good to go for about 4k they ain't gonna have no problems yeah and or i could go to a dealership and buy something brand new that's gonna last me for the next four or five years that's true the only, the only downside is the expense that monthly that monthly fee that's another three months i've probably gotta wait and I, I don't know what's gonna happen between now and then i don't know if this room is gonna be available that long i need something reliable to get me around so that i can get up out of this place and move into something more uh, long term why don't you get you a van a van <laughs> <laughs> put your bed get you a van put your bed in there get your microwave get a converter that, that that jeep that i was looking at was a grand cherokee it's got plenty of room so and I get this vehicle and I trade it in that is, you know, collateral that takes some of the price down. Tom Green lives in a van. Who the fuck cares about Tom Green? <laughs> All right, man. Well, we made it an hour. So it's all very exciting. All right. Well, good luck with the car, man. I hope you, I hope you end up liking it. Is that what you're going to say to everybody else?